0: dear friends to another episode of the awaken the awesome podcast i was really excited to actually record this episode as it was a really a long time coming Long story short, Stefan Bazin and I have been trying to make this thing happen for so long. It's not even funny. But uh, as the plan is finally aligned and allowed us to actually have uh, our uh, mutual agendas in sync, to actually make this happen, I'm really happy we actually got to do it. As uh, I was really looking forward to actually sit down and uh, pick uh, Stefan's brain, as he wears so many hats, as you'll soon uh, get to discover. Uh, Stefan basically connected uh, with me over basically our mutual ventures in uh, photography, but uh, as you come to learn as life often does that you know um, life is uh, so small and this planet of ours is so small it so happens that you know we've had uh, mutual on um, mutual relationships uh, throughout the course of our uh, lives having grown up in the same place in our homeland of Haiti so basically we know the same people we grew up in the same places it's pretty insane how much this guy and I have in common so it's pretty much of a surprise how much you and I have never had the opportunity to actually uh, get to connect even earlier than this but hey hindsight is 2020, and and we actually managed to make it happen and uh, what actually became a very interesting conversation and definitely something which I hope uh, that you'll learn to gain from as uh, Stefan is actually a guy that I really learned uh, to appreciate in terms of uh, his overall body of work, first of all, as a photographer, but overall as a terrific individual, so generous and so giving, especially of his time and his insight, uh, definitely a really, truly funny guy and definitely somebody uh, I hope uh, you'll learn actually to connect with, uh, definitely. So um, without further ado, please enjoy this conversation Uh, with uh, Stefan bazin let's do this can you feel how jazzed up i am right now because i definitely want to share how awesome this guy is and i'm not making stuff up Stefan, thank you so much for being here and welcome to another episode of the awaken the awesome podcast how are you my man
1: What up? I am great, sir. I am feeling energetic. I am super duper happy to be with you. Uh, Hello to all the people listening and uh, welcome. Let's do this.
0: Let's do this, my man. Uh, For everybody who doesn't know, Stefan is actually broadcasting from Port-au-Prince, Haiti. You're in Port-au-Prince right now, aren't you? There you are. Yes, Yes, sir. Yes, yes, yes. So, yeah, I'm actually being international right now. I usually do it local, but this is is probably the (laughs) farthest I've ever done for for a guest. So I'm already jazzed up about that. Stefan, as I told you, like, you know, I wanted to have you on first, like, you know, to pay homage, like, as again, you know, just uh, return the favor since you did have me on your podcast a couple of weeks ago. And I can only say how much fun I really had on on your on on your program. So I'm just like, you know, it, we had to make this happen a second time. At some point, you know, I just really wanted to have you. And again, thank you so much for being part of the experience, Stefan. One thing I just cannot understand, since we just want to talk, we just this is just a just conversation among friends. But how in the world have we never met? It's crazy. It's crazy because we I have no idea. How has this never happened, man? Seriously,
1: I have no idea, man. I exact. I actually know your sister better than you. That's crazy <laughs> Which is funny uh, When you told me no and I when we we're talking about it and I'm like nah, you know your sister They were like wait 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 your sister my people is your sister. It's crazy. So it's, it's crazy That's how life works, man. That's, that's how, how it works things. Social media works the magic here. We are now. This you is know, what
0: this That's is a it. beautiful thing. This is a beautiful thing about social media. And, you know, with the wonderful world of technology, this is how we can actually make stuff happen. This is why people never close the door to any opportunity because you never know who you're going to meet in this life, man. This is crazy. But I just, like, I'm just taking a pause just thinking about it. With the years spent growing up in Haiti, with all, since it's a small island and basically everybody knows everybody, it is such mm. a cool circumstance that years down the line, you just don't know who you're going to meet. But it's in, it's insane. It. It's insane.
1: It, but, what happened is we were not this cool when we were young, you know what I mean? Now we're cooler. I don't know about you, but I was not cool when I was young. Like I was just, you know, doing my thing. So now that we, no. we connect, cool people connect together at some point in life, that's how it works. Cause I, I was not a cool guy. Like I, I was like, people don't, some people don't like me. For some reason because i'm loud i've been loud like I've been, <laughs> since, I, since i'm young like i would walk up somewhere that would be like uh who's that dude because i'm a loud person man that's i embrace it but see how crazy it is remember
0: back in the days with aol yes sir okay
1: can you imagine what my id was back in aol i
0: i, I dare to imagine <laughs> but
1: enlightenment. Uh, this sending oh, wow. my number, but oh, this is wow. for people that know what that means, oh, wow. you can understand how crazy I was. All right. So that's it. You, you do, do the math. Right? I, mat.
0: I can do the math and I can relate because growing up, I can't say that I was socially awkward, but I wasn't really that much of a social person. I, for most people, and this would come as a surprise to most people, just like me, it's not that I was exuberant. Well, I, ain't, I've been exuberant for most of my life, but the thing is I consider myself a very shy person. So growing up, and a lot of people would think that's not true of me. Any people who knows me closely right now would think that you know he's the most he's the most like you know outgoing person ever. But that's me basically working on myself every single day just to be outgoing and communicate and connect. But naturally, really deep down, I consider myself a very shy person, and that was so true back in high school. Because, you know, everybody was like, you know, going to parties and had the girlfriends and going down to the beach for the weekend and had the cars. And me, I was just reading Archie comics and just like sitting around at home and just chilling, you know, it's just there it was that was just so not me. But what school were you at, Stefan? I never asked you that. I, I was
1: at Collège de l'Étoile when I grew What's up.
0: You? OK, what I went I was... to...
1: What is that? What's the name of it? Ah, Chelefouet
0: de Petronville.
1: And then I went down to Collège de l'Etoile.
0: You went to Collège de l'Etoile. Okay, so we were at the same primary school, but we diverged. Yes. Okay, so you went, l'Etoile, I exactly. went to L'Etoile, Saint- I went to Saint Louis. Okay, exactly. so I went the entire flail route all the way through. <laughs> I did
1: you the know. entire book for years. Oh uh, no, uh, uh, that was not for me, man. That was not wow. for me. I'm not this smart, and you know how this school were very yeah. strict. Dan. That that is not me. So it was
0: intense. It was intense. It was intense. I know. I, I, I did know have one year, year. I did spend yeah. one year yeah. at Sunday Street, though. My last year. Yeah. Right. I, I did feel at Sunday Street. Okay. Cool. Well, that's good. Yeah, I you, but it's like years behind me now. It's, just like, it's not the same. I have to say right now, it's not the same. From what I've heard, the institution, like the entire... Oh, nothing, the entire
1: is, nothing is the same back home. It, it it <laughs> just, it's for another, school-wise, I would say, school-wise, nothing is the same.
0: But you're well placed to tell me this right now, since I haven't been home long enough, because I've been, you know, a couple of days here and there, like over the years, but not at we on the subject, like seriously, okay, let's just take it like, okay, uh, I know this is a really large question, but since the earthquake, how has things, like, has it gotten better? Are we seeing different things, or is it still the CNN type scenario? Because I, I know the entire, like grandiose you know sensationalist you know media we're trying to project but from your perspective you know from our generation moving forward do we see some progress let's call it let's call it like that just from your basic perspective, okay you can't speak for everybody but how do you feel about how things are going
1: but well, first of all you need to understand I was not here for the earthquake okay you know you know we are um, I did come to Haiti a few I would say weeks or at least a month after from then to now, a lot have changed because it was hectic. Like everyone would tell you, you know, you, you've seen the photos, you've seen everything. For the past five years, they made a lot of change. A lot of things change. Um, everything is, I would say, cleaner, if you want to put it like that. Um, the people are happier, less depressed people, I would say. Uh, I don't like to politics but um they fixed a lot of things a lot of things need to be fixed but we no longer have a bunch of people like in camps there's still a few camps from what i've heard but very small so we don't have camp people in any, anymore and um the slogan that they had which was haiti's open for business actually brought some i would say new people in haiti when also other young people like me for example came mm-hmm. back um, to do some business so there is a change the mentality also has changed but um politically wise i would say uh mm-hmm. we haven't changed a lot it's the we same it's the same, same <laughs> since i have i've understood what are we living in it's it, it's i'm not saying it's not it did not change but we haven't put really a big foot forward i would say at that we point. but the country itself forward. has changed a little bit
0: uh, for sure. Cause just like you, I try to keep, you know, uh, a lighter mood on things. You know, I try to stay okay. away from the entire political conversation. I can totally understand because if we go down that rabbit hole, we'll just like we'll just start ranting till the day's end. But, okay, you know, yeah. I, I, to- I totally understand where you're coming from. And uh, I know that people are trying really hard. I, I applaud uh, the entrepreneurial mindset. That's happening right now i'm seeing a lot of people from our generation a lot of people from my promotion you know my uh, my graduate fellows uh, actually a lot of people came back to start some businesses so i really enjoy that um but mm-hmm. it's also i can also understand how it can be very challenging um especially for businesses Tell because it's not it. it's not north america it's not you know organized if we're going to put it quote unquote but you know Maybe it's it. something that's that you know i have to tip my hat to everybody who chooses to jump that hurdle and say like you know what we will invest into the country we will invest into the future we will invest into the people you know and i'm happy to hear that that the people are actually happier because it was something that was very present in my knowledge that you know you could actually see the misery on people's faces you know but if we're feeling that that's that that's the better for it but hey while we're on the subject let's listen so let's see so you were in dr so what so what you left haiti when you went to the dr how how did that shift when did that happen
1: well, it's a long, crazy story, but just making sure. We got short, time. Um, <laughs> went to the DR exactly after school. I was 18. I went to the DR, if I'm not mistaken, August 2004. I think August 2004. Um, went to the DR to study business administration. And cool. um, from there, I met a bunch of people, man. You know, I was not ready for college life, but college life, I gotta say, was super, super duper fun. Uh, learned a lot of things in personal life, business life. We've done a lot of, me and my friends, we've done a lot of business events. We even had a band in the DR. <laughs> so we made, <laughs> oh yeah, we made a few things before just to find, you know, now um, he's who he is. So DR definitely molded me in a different person. Um, that's also where I met my wife, so you can imagine. Wow. So yeah. After after school, went to the DR to study, and from there I stayed there for about um, 14, years. fourteen years. Fourteen years there. That's good, right? Doing back and forth in Haiti, but um, most of my time I was there.
0: Did you go to Ucamayma or? Yeah, I went to Ucamayma. Everybody at least. I actually, part... went to Santiago first. You went to Santiago went to first. Santiago
1: yeah i spent three months there i studied english it's crazy how haitians are good with language man yep. like i'm saying it for myself but it's crazy because i hated spanish at school any friend of mine that knows me or is listening to this can approve that i hated spanish but then you know you were there so mm-hmm. that's what i did and then i went down to the capital to santo domingo and that's where i actually studied college
0: for people who don't know, Uca is like shorthand for the local university, basically Pontificia Universidad Catolica Maria y Maestre. So that's the local Madre, university. Madre, Madre,
1: hey, Madre <laughs> don't change your name. <laughs> <laughs> don't change your name. At the school, sir.
0: I'm sorry. You get I'm beat sorry. Up. <laughs> <laughs> but it's crazy yeah. how all the people that went that left Port-au-Prince to go to the DR, either, either you leave college, or you do two things. Either you go to med school in Haiti, you go to engineering, you go to law, or you cross the border, you go next door, or you go to cuba or you go to the states it's crazy but the really really
1: that's the options options we had
0: those those are the options you had and a lot of people again every time i went there because my my sister was there as well she lived in dr for a long time so i used Mm -hmm. to visit a lot of friends of mine went went there as well so i used to visit a lot and then uh, i realized that you know you just it's just the same crowd it's like going it's like going home but all the people (laughs) are speaking spanish now everybody's that's exactly how it is let's not forget exactly we had a yeah, I. I. It was
1: Puerto Rico, was there's Santo Domingo, Santiago, and then Puerto Rico Sonny, was in. the other side, you know. What I mean, we there, there was a bunch of you know little groups all the there, and you know, everyone knew everybody. You know, Haitians stick together.
0: I'm having such a nostalgic right now just talking about this with you, man. It's just like, wow, this tell me so about cool. it back <laughs> in the day, man. Crazy. So you went, to, you went to DR to study business administration, stayed there, met your wife. Congratulations, by the way. I can tell you understand because yeah. Montreal is also where I met my wife. Um, but uh, but it's great. So how did we transition from business administration, entrepreneurship, ban, you know, just doing your thing into DR? And how did the photography bug end up biting you, Mr. Bazin?
1: Well, here's exactly how photography came in. Um, by the time I was I would say what? I'm not gonna put any age, so we're not gonna say numbers. Here you know what happened. <laughs> you know, going out college life, um, phones came out with um better cameras. We're not talking about iPhones. I'm talking about the days where everyone has a has a Nokia, everyone has that Ericsson. <laughs> That's the type of time I'm talking about, right? So, you know, we're going out. The girls. Yourself, man. Oh, we're going I'm going back with you right now. So <laughs> I'm taking pictures with um the cell phones and the girls or my friend's wife always saying, You take great pictures, you know, you should do this, da, da da da. I was like, Yeah, 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 but never actually thought about it. And um, for some reason, my wife at that point was my um girlfriend. She actually gave me a little small camera. I remember it is a power shot, nice little camera. And I started when I go out, took some pictures, took some pictures. And I kind of fell in love. I'm like, oh, that's actually nice. You know, taking some pictures, people are happy. They're saying how good you are, even though they were crap, tell you the truth, now that I know more. <laughs> <laughs> but at that time, I thought I was the shit. <laughs> so yeah, so I started like that with just a small camera, fell in love. As you know, I'm pretty sure you started photographing everything. Piece of paper here, nature there, a ball just hanging here. <laughs> Anything you could find that was like, Exactly. And then, you know, I kept on going, man. I liked it. It was a good hobby. I've always been said that everyone should have a hobby. So that's what I kept. And it actually became, I would say, a small business now.
0: So you all, you've all, you always had that entrepreneurial mindset. And I just want to take two seconds because I believe that the conversations I want to have here are also how to teach people how to just like, you know, just wake up um i'm just gonna mess, just just wake up just two seconds and understand that it's okay having a day job but at the same time always have that drive to do something more if you're okay with your status quo that's fine but i just want to ask you the question since you know you're you're a driven person you're very mo- we're going to get into your different hats because our people <laughs> need to know know how m- sometimes i wonder do you sleep i'm just asking do you sleep
1: Sometimes I don't. Because <laughs> even though I try to go to sleep, my head is like thinking about other stuff. So actually, I don't it's
0: sleep. It's crazy trying to keep up with you, man. Sometimes, but you know, it's also a motivation. It's a stimulus. It's a stimulus. But but really, it's like, what would you say is the core um, value of any entrepreneur? What is like to you an essential trait that you're supposed to have to actually you know go the extra mile and you know take it to the next level in at any facet of your life?
1: I'm gonna tell you straight up, you gotta be crazy, man. You gotta be you think crazy. So? If you're not crazy, yes. If you're not crazy, you won't make it. Now going real estate, like real deep to it, you gotta be disciplined. Like if you're not motivated and you have discipline in you, you won't make it. Like it's something that you can I don't know how to explain it, but some type of motivation just come up to you mm-hmm. and you keep on going with it. And the discipline is that that you gotta learn. But if you don't, then you won't make it. So I'm not a very, I'm not gonna say I'm the most disciplined person there is. If not, I would be like sexy as, okay? Because <laughs> I can't keep up a diet <laughs> that I can't keep. But um, yeah, you gotta be motivated and you have to be, in my point, I think very disciplined because if you really want something, then you have to go after it. And if you don't put out a plan and actually go through it, you're not gonna make it. I'm not saying I already made it, but I think that's the two things. But the crazy part is, on the top, because, again, if you're not crazy, there's a lot of stuff you want, I would say, try, because people are very scared to mm-hmm. try new stuff. And then if you don't try, then you you don't know what you're missing out. Because I've tried a lot of things. I was telling you, we, we me and my friends, we've tried. <laughs> we've tried a lot of stuff, man
0: but how do you deal with failure? Cause you try again, um, this is just, this is just not, this is not judging. This is really just asking the questions as people always dealing with that. Cause you know, a lot of people want to try because they're afraid of failure. They want to try because they're scared. They want to try because it might fail. That always comes up in a lot of conversations. Well, I'm going to try to have the most perfect plan ever just to try to dot mm-hmm. all the checks, just make sure that I'm okay. And then I'll try. And it's been five years.
1: It's, I'm going to tell you, first of all, I think it's about your personality. Some people don't have that inside of them because they are just scared of everything. Like anything scares you out. Your body is made for you not to do stuff. You're always on survival mode. Your body wants you to survive. Doesn't matter. If it feels that you're scared or stressed about something, it will make your brain say, no, don't do it. Even though they tell you at at the end of this road, there's a million dollars. But while you on the road, your body senses, there's something wrong. It will shut you down either emotionally, you get depressed, you get super scared and you won't do it. If your personality is not, I'm sorry to curse on your podcast. Just say, fuck it's it. Okay.
0: It's okay.
1: And just go, you want that you can't do it. And that's something I guess I have inside of me. I just say, you know, do or die is a word I learned in playing basketball. Mm-hmm. It's the last shot. It's just go, do or die. You know, we made it, make it or we don't. In life, it's the same thing. I just have that. I try this today. It's I do it or I don't. So do or die. If it's good, great. If it's not, let's go you to the it. next
0: one. At least you did it. Because yeah. I would much rather. I would much. It's not that I say cultivate failure. I just. I personally think. Uh, just to compliment what you're saying, I personally think that you should cultivate experience. At least you know that this didn't work. At least you yeah. know that this option wasn't working. Rather than just sit down and just analyze and analyze and plan and plan and plan. I'm a very conventional person in terms of like, okay, I'm very instinctual, as an in just like you said, because again, don't worry, this is my podcast. I don't mind saying fuck it. Seriously, I'm definitely the type of person. If I'm stuck in an Amazon jungle, the plane crashed. I need to walk five miles to the nearest village, and I'm bleeding. I'm like, you know what? You need to cut your arm. Like, okay, cut the arm. Okay, gangrene, or think about the gangrene, or cut the arm. Just cut the arm, right? Just like, because we got we got stuff to do here. We need to survive. Exactly. I can't I can't deal with just sitting around and not make stuff happen. So I really, I, I, that's why I appreciate about you because you're very driven, and at least that's something I realize about a lot of uh because we're gonna get to your podcast but i just want to tell people if you guys haven't listened to it and again i know it's in creole but if uh, the people that know of Stefan's podcast, it's uh, basically, I don't, I don't want to just jump the lead. You know <laughs> what? No so like, talk about the podcast later. There's so much to talk about. I'm just like, I don't want to talk about the podcast later. Once it's, we it's, start, it, we just go everywhere. I just go. I'm all over the place, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is, I know my sister's listening because she's like, my all sister right. is like my quote unquote, my producer slash editor. So she will basically right. take notes and she'll get back to me like. <laughs> You you're, you're you're going off the, you're going off the rails you're going off the rails so you you gotta stop doing that you gotta stop <laughs> you gotta come come back oh, come back sir so I'm sorry Stefan. I'm really I really am oh
1: good but before, um wait before you go we're talking about failure real quick so I want to bring you back sure um just for people to know failure is the best thing that could happen to you unless you don't understand it or you don't analyze it. What I mean about that, you can fail on something or you just decided I am gonna, I don't know, I'm gonna do this or X project and you fail. But if you don't analyze why you fail and what exactly happened for you to get better next time, then your fear comes in again next time you have a project and you don't do it because you already know it's impossible for me to make it. You know what I mean? So failure is a way for you to know, okay, my limitations are this. Okay, this is what I can do. Example with myself, my limitation is three months at the gym and that's it. <laughs> I, I, I'm not gonna lie to myself. I'm not gonna lie to nobody else. I know my limitations. I will go pumped up for three months at the gym Mutt number four, I'm done. That's not You're for done. me. I, yes, No, I know. I am team fat boy for life. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to go out of it. You know what I mean? I think for myself, I am super sexy. Either you don't like it or not.
0: You're exactly as I you am. are. You know who you are. You know where you stand. Here
1: you go. But the failure was or is it's not the first time I enrolled in different gyms. It's not the first time I said I'm gonna go on a diet. It's not the first time that I just I'm like Stefan, you're fat. Like, stop eating. Yeah, right. That's not gonna happen. Because it's in me. You know what I mean? But it's not that I don't understand it. I know what it is. It's the same thing for the project. If I I have failed a lot of projects, man, but then I'm like, okay, this, like you said, we planned this, plan A did not work. But you have to go down and say plan A did not work because I did not work my ass off or I did not put in the hours or I did not know some type of information. or so I you're did very not big know. In
0: accountability, though. So you're very of big in accountability.
1: You have to yeah. be kind of like there's no better person that judges. Like You have to be able to judge yourself. And I would say score yourself. You know what I mean? Like if 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 for me to take myself to the other level is to do a podcast with Olivier Day and I did not do it. I have to go back and say, I failed because I did not do this at that point where you know you should have done it. Because at some point in your life, and I'm gonna put it barely, you know, for example, when you're in a relationship, you're mm-hmm. like, okay, it's time to let go. But mm-hmm. people, because they are accustomed to the other person, they will stay with that person. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. um, you are you are normally you go sleep at let's say 9, 10 you would not stay up to eleven and twelve and write that either that book or that text or I don't know that project you wanted to write or call up a friend and say I have this idea let's do this no which you just put in your head ten you a.m. ten p.m.
0: which often takes you less time of a focused motivated driven concentrated what's often called because there's a great book about this by the way called deep work when you're in that mindset where you zone out everything productivity takes less time than most people think. It's crazy, but you just have to be driven about it. That's crazy. I'm sorry I cut you off. I apologize.
1: No, it's all right. Whenever it hits you, sometimes idea hits me at 2 a.m. in the morning, 3 a.m. in the morning, I wake up, I have a, I have a, a notebook, and I write everything on that notebook. If I ever lose that notebook and someone finds it, you're gonna be a rich man. Like, <laughs> you have so much ideas. You might get crazy because every page is something different, but it hits me at 2 a.m., I wake up, I take my notebook, I write it down, close it down after 30 or 45 minutes, go back to sleep. I don't sleep, again, I think about what I just wrote.
0: You always <laughs> so, think about what you wrote. I'm of course. pretty much the same way. I use an app though, because uh, I'm always on the run and my kids all over the place, everything, but I have an app on my phone, basically Google Keep. Google is wonderful, they have an app for everything. And it's oh, a yeah. lot of fun, like- cr- They're
1: crazy, but super good. <laughs>
0: Google has a has an app for everything. They have a Google equivalent of everything. But this one is really cute. It's really good. It's really simple. It's just called Google Keep. It's like Post-it notes on your phone. And it's just like you just bring it up. You just, pr- you just pull up a page. Just write any random thing and attach links, photos, audio clips, anything. It just stays there and then you just forget it. It's already backed up to your to your drive, whatever. You don't even think yeah. about it. Until you get you get back to it, just like you, I take a bunch of notes. Like, okay, Stefan Bazin. Okay, questions. Talk slower. Don't get don't go off the rails. It's like, hey, <laughs> just like do this. And just like, oh, okay, I just thought of this thing. And then uh, it was it's crazy, it's crazy. But every to each of their system. But I totally agree with you when you just have to focus on what you want and hold yourself accountable. Because I'm really big about that. Because uh, just like you, when something doesn't work, it's okay to say, well, you know, oh, the client sucked, or yeah, but you know they're too cheap. Or, you know, my boss sucked. Or it was the traffic. Or Did you get up on time? Did you go to sleep at a proper time? Did you train? You know, there's like a million other reasons, but the inherent reasons that I always try to bring back, did you put in the work? Did you put in the time? Did you put in the energy? Because there is, you know, something between opportunity cost and sunk cost. And there is an inherent cost to not doing anything. Because inaction will cost you. The most tangible with is time. It's crazy, you but you know. But I totally, I'm totally with you on that one.
1: So well, if you don't you, do anything, you're not gonna get anything because you didn't do anything. <laughs> That's exactly the same thing. Well, if obviously. you don't do anything or you don't take no action upon whatever it is, like if if I don't stand up and go drink some water, basically I'm gonna be thirsty. <laughs> That's as simple as that. As simple so if you that? don't wake up and do the project or write something down or go ahead and, I don't know, try to exercise for example, mm-hmm. you're never gonna get any other results because you're not doing anything upon it.
0: Can you speak to any examples? Uh, because again, you've been around, you know, you've heard it, you've done it, but can you speak just on a simple basic of your personal experience to an example of, you know, a missed opportunity and how you learned from it? You know, like, like if I had done that, you know, if I had done that better and how you, how you bounce back.
1: Woof, so much, but let's go, something, the last job I had before I started my own business with a friend of mine, I used to work in the DR in, um, in a call center. I spent about, I would say, seven years in a call center world. The last job I had, um, I spent five years. Okay. And in the in the five years that I was there, I would say every year or year and a half, I had a promotion. Okay. Right? And the last promotion I had, I spent two years there, and I just got stuck. When I mean got stuck, there is nothing else I felt I can I could bring to the table. Um, no new ideas came on to me, so I could not get another raise, and mm-hmm. the other positions were too high for me, and I started having problems with my boss uh-huh. at that point. And um, I can say today, because of the experience that I had, if I had only sat down and asked him a few questions about – because he told me one day, he just came up and said, Stefan, I don't know what to do with you. Wow. You know when they tell you that you you just yeah he told me straight up he said I don't know what to do with you I'm like bro wow. I am running your department.
0: Wow. When you
1: only only at the defensive part I was very defensive because I wanted to keep my job first of all. But he told me straight I was like I don't know what to do with you anymore like you're not being as you know creative as you were I don't know what to do. Right now because of what I have learned business wise I think if I sat down and just ask him okay can you explain or. Tell me what exactly you mean by that, so I can get better. For example, mm-hmm. I think we would get along. The thing is, we were just clashing. He was telling me I'm not doing my job well. Mm-hmm. I was like, let's check the report. Uh, the report is not saying the same thing. So instead of figuring out the problem, we were just bumping into each other.
0: There was a lot. There was a lot of like one way.
1: I just resigned. Exactly. I just said, you know what? This is, you know, you know when you're mad at at something, oh, yeah. you're like, this oh, is yeah.
0: bullshit. I've been I'm like- out. I've been there. throwing
1: the papers out and just running out, so um, yeah, that's one point I would say I had to. I it's an opportunity for me to get better at who I was at that point that mm-hmm. I did not take because he was he is he's still alive, he is a very smart dude, very business minded. And right now, because I have a business, I can admire some of the stuff that he actually. I'm not gonna say he taught anybody, but he spoke a lot. So you, mm-hmm. if you did not have the mindset, mm-hmm. you would not understand. Now that I have it, I understand better what he was trying to explain to us. For sure, but for sure. At that point, yeah. I wish right now we had a, I don't have a bad relationship with him. After yeah. that, I make some work with him, but I don't have access to him. So I mm-hmm. I, I don't have, I can't ask him questions that I know that he would be able to help me now in my own business. You know what I mean? Makes sense. So at that time, that's an opportunity that I had that I don't anymore, and I wish I would because right now I would need someone to give me some type of orientation upon, you know, a few life things that happens that you need to know, and that's, for example, one, man, because, again, at that point I was being defensive. I was being, you know, I was younger, and I was like, no, I, I'm doing the best work ever. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> of course he was my boss, but, you know, I we, we clashed. Everyone can tell you we clashed a lot, you know, until, you know, I was fed up, and I said, you know what? I'm out I'm done so I'm done. that's one opportunity I'm just I'm always thinking about it because I know like he could have told me a few things that would got me as a better as
0: where I were at that point okay so with the so with in hindsight you're you're not you're not putting the blame but you know it's a it's a shared responsibility type scenario it's what I'm hearing. yes no
1: definitely most definitely I I know I was now I got to tell you now that I think about it I understand it at that when 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 it happened when it was wrong i was like uh uh yeah <laughs> i was like i am the shit like you don't know what you're talking about like i said i was very defensive but now you know when you take your time to listen to yourself you know what you did you know i know i was not putting 110% at work mm-hmm. um i boss because i had a a higher position so you know i came in at the time that i wanted sometimes you know i would be like nah you do this i'm not gonna do this so i had people under me that i would tell to do stuff you know basically slacking i would say i know i was slacking at that point when i could have done a better job that's i know it now (laughs) but back then i I didn't see it like that so that's again
0: an example like that is hitting me in the field so much and I saw I got you see my brain is just working somewhere because I'm hearing your story (laughs) Stefan and because call centers are 10 years of my life basically it was like a job I had not the previous one but the one before that basically the longest Mm -hmm. job I have ever had I basically grew up with that company and I am the poster child at the time I was the poster child for go up like rise up the corporate ladder I seriously like started at the lowest possible position you can think of in the company and I basically through sheer grit you know my personality just coming in like you know doing double shifts and like you know what what more can I learn can I get your coffee what can I learn doing this How can, I learned about sales I learned about closing deals. I learned about negotiations. I learned about client retention. I learned about, you know, speaking, to, it was, it was crazy. I learned everything. So throughout, cause the company grew over time cause it was a really small company and then eventually became a really big deal. So it basically got bought out by us company. But long story short, at a certain point, just like you, I came to that plateau. I had done basically everything. And at some point I realized, and I was talking to my wife, I'm like, there's nothing more for me to do because I really I'm always looking down the road I'm always looking down the road I'm always thinking like two three years ahead and I'm like I realized very responsibly that there is no other position for me right now because all the other positioners just like you senior positions and I know what the because the company really changed mindset and basically their entire overall I would say Personality because you know cor- corporations are personalities, right? I could see that the corporate mentality was shifting and I would not get any higher than what I was right now. So at some point just like you I was just like well What's the point, you know, and I became really? like really low you really do the press You're just going through the day and I was really miserable at some point not just because That's I was it. losing a lot of colleagues because there was a lot of uh, terminations going on but for some reason I was surprising and at some point I just called it quits, man. I just walked into the HR and like, listen, um, this is a two months notice. It was just before the holidays. Like, listen, the holidays are coming up. I know if I'm gone, you guys are going to be in trouble. I love you guys enough to say like, I'm giving you two months notice, but at this date I'm gone. Just so you know, I am gone. I'm filling out any shifts you might have not a problem. I'm just going to handle everything. I had every, my, my, my exit was solid. They had no <laughs> arguments whatsoever. They couldn't convince me in any ways. like, well, I guess, uh, but that's why I believe that, inter- yet again, about that word, accountability. You have to be able to acknowledge when shit isn't working for you anymore and be yeah, able. Definitely. We were talked about relationships earlier. You have to know when letting go is easier and less painful than holding on. Exactly. You know, it makes a lot of sense. It's going to cost you so less
1: much. also. I know with we're going like all in <laughs> <laughs> we are doing like
0: tornadoes you know, but i appreciate that, that i appreciate that because you know i appreciate the fact that you know experience you know you're because this is what i want to talk about because like you know through our different interactions because like, i understand that you know you've been around and you've definitely you know you've been down in the trenches to experience these few facets called life you know we can yeah. actually and that speaks a lot to who you are as a person as a photographer as an entrepreneur as a teacher you know, the podcaster, you know, it really shows in your personality. That's why, you know, I really enjoy these conversations and I really wanted to share that. But in terms of, you know, um, on on how you manage to balance uh, both your business and the mm-hmm. photography, and let's not call it a side job, but still your photography venture. I realize a lot of that uh, by listening to your podcast, a lot of your guests, I'm not sure if it's just a Haitian mindset, but, you know, whether they're makeup artists or, you know, models, or everybody, everybody's got, okay, the creative side, and they have the plan b either everybody's a doctor or an engineer oh yeah or like how do you how do you see that is it important or like okay just go all in on your photography or just go all in on your on your on your modeling how 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 does that how did that work for you like you know was it a conscious decision like okay i'm going to do the photography thing but just in case it doesn't work i have my business holding on so speak to that because a lot of people just think like you know just sacrifice everything and just go all in
1: Nah, that's in the first world country, bro. People that do that live in the first world country, not in the third world country. You gotta have, you, you gotta Thank have you. different, <laughs> you gotta have different levels. The way, for example, I'm, I've always had that. I, I'm saying that business mind. What happened was when I was at that call center, um, I was working from nine to six, if I'm not mistaken. and then after six, I would either go home or go to my friend's or associate right now. Shout out to him, my man David. Um, and go to his house and keep on working on the business. Cause he had left his job, but while I was working, we would do, I would do quotes, I would contact clients while I was at work. So after work, I would still go to his house and, uh, or my house and keep on working on the business that we're trying to create. So it was, let's say nine to five and six to 11, I was working on two different business. So I had the real money coming in from the call center and then the business and project I was doing with him. And after we switched to the whole business, which is it clearly, Mm -hmm. um, I was already in photography. One thing your mind cannot do is focus 100% on one thing, or my mind cannot do it. You need something else just to lean on, not financially, but you need something that makes you happy. And I enjoy taking photos. Like Mm -hmm. when I say I enjoy it, like people, I have friends, people know I talk a lot, like I make jokes, I crack jokes all the time. But when I am shooting, a friend told me the other day, I was at a wedding mm-hmm. and she was like, why are you so serious? Like, why are you not cracking jokes? Why are we not having like a drink? I'm like, no, these people paid me to take Working. photos at the wedding. I'm in a work mode. They're like, no, you're too serious. So, a- but I still enjoy it though. It's, it's it's a job, but I still enjoy it a hundred percent. So when I got into my business, I needed something just to back up the other Stefan, which is the joyful and having fun and everything. Mm-hmm. So photography was my happy place. I had to shoot all the time because I felt happy about it. And I could share it with my wife. I'm like, hey, look at that photo I take. I was all excited. Sometimes she was like, uh, this is pure shit. <laughs> <laughs> when I thought I was doing great job. What is it with the why's you know, she...
0: and just like, honest <laughs> to God truth, what is this? <laughs> that's it, that's straight up. They're not playing, They're
1: straight up. So. I would never tell someone to just unless you got a million dollars just sitting there and you decide to have a project and just go all in a hundred percent um test the waters test the waters see how it's gonna go i would say but mm-hmm. putting enough work for you to know don't start being like a makeup artist do two makeup out of these two makeups someone spoke bad to you or you had a bad experience you're like nah i'm not gonna do this anymore no that's not how it is you're gonna have a few fuck-ups before you get to the right thing so especially in Haiti you got to have different incomes you can't you can't stay in just one income then that's a third-world country thing you can't be I work at the and that's it it's not gonna work especially someone like me that likes a lot of things I have a wife to maintain I have a dog to maintain so I need <laughs> I need to get different things different places and that's unfortunately the mindset that we have because you know we have to get we have to get what we need, and I don't think there is here in Haiti I, or different places I've been, you cannot work and just have one salary. It doesn't work. You just can't. You just can't. It, it's I've tried. Just to let you know, I have tried and say, I'm going to focus on this, and that's it. Uh-uh, that's not happening. I need that extra cash to go on vacation. I need that extra cash to buy that new lens or that new camera I need.
0: Thank you for <laughs> joining me. And to the ver- I'm just gonna sum it up. If you wish, your dreams cost money. <laughs> oh, nice. Your dreams cost money. I'm sorry, but your dreams cost, you know money. The is- cost money. Your costs money.
1: Here you go. And these dreams, like example, photography people want to get into that. But when you look at that lens that you want and you see $1,300, you're like, "Mm, Jesus. Uh But something says you need it. You need it. So it's it's not an easy hobby. You know what I mean? It's not a cheap hobby either.
0: There, so was a, you... there was a great conversation. Uh, you, if you haven't looked it up, I'll definitely link it to the show notes on, on this uh, episode. A conversation between Chase Jarvis on Chase Jarvis Live and with mm-hmm. Zach Arias. And oh, yeah. Zach Arias is such a philosopher in terms of, he really embraces the minimalist philosophy. And one mm-hmm. of the things that he did mention through his own experience, because he went through, through chapters of his photography, and the first chapter was not a pretty one, where he told you, he went into that, the basic the basic example that a lot of people do is just like, spend money you don't have on shit you don't need for projects you're never gonna get <laughs> that's so it he said it he said it purely and plainly don't go into debt for a hobby you go. basically you don't need a them. lot of
1: people do that but in the first world country <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I got friends living on a few stuff and then today they're doing something and the next day I'm not no I, I'm an artist now huh what do you mean you're an artist you've been doing three years in law school where does that artist came out from? No, I have a few friends now. We're artists. I sing. I do this and that. And then you hear them after two years. Uh,
0: no, I'm back to school. I'm Art to school. did not work. <laughs> the third so, world mindset won't let you. Won't let you get away from that. Definitely. And I'm happy you, you're there to actually give them uh, some 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 pieces of advice. Um, about so how did we transition from okay? So we're growing as a photographer. We're getting a few gigs and okay. Um, so, you do a podcast. Okay. Yes, and sir. let's just like, okay, just as fast forward, the uh, certain influence that I heard about that I still won't believe. <laughs> <laughs> but you're 65 episodes in. I will definitely link it into the, co- the show notes right now. Yes, sir. You're 65 episodes in. It's only been a year and a couple of months. That is phenomenal, Stefan. That crazy. is phenomenal, it's crazy. man. 65 I, I did. In a year
1: i know i did the number 66 already it's in it's on the back Okay. And i'm like
0: that,
1: that, is, that is a lot of podcasts like when did i do all this
0: that so, is insane, i know it's defense 65 episodes and it's crazy so seriously so i just want to know in terms of the response because let's just say that okay a photography centered podcast in creole in a third world country in the west indies called haiti and you're still getting a lot of listeners you've got a lot of good feedback and there is a growing increasingly growing uh, wave of photography going on in Haiti so just okay. your your overall view and your crystal ball what are you seeing where does this come from how does this how does how did this happen how why is everybody into the photography bug right now in Haiti so what's what's been the how, how has it impacted you thus far
1: Well, First of all, you need to understand, um, internet and the social media have changed the game around the world, right? It connects people, but at the same time, it helps you get more information on whatever you want to do. If right now I want to know how to do creme brûlée, I will type creme brûlée on YouTube and you will find how to do it. Now, if you're a good cook, it would would be good. If not, then you're going to make some crazy stuff. Um, But when I was coming back in Haiti, basically one thing that was on my mind is, and a friend of mine told me, that you always have to give back to people. I have spent hours and hours and hours on Creative Life. I have spent hours and hours on Uncle YouTube. Um, I don't like to read. I like audio, so I listen to a lot of podcasts. And um, I've read a few blogs, but not a lot, and a few books. But when I came back, I said, there's only one way I can give back is it has to be something I like. Mm -hmm. could be business right away, but I enjoy photography. So I said, before I start speaking about business, let me talk about what I like, which is photography. Then when I came here, I got to this group and there was a bunch of photographers, but I felt something was lacking, as in they had the YouTube, they had everything, but they did not have someone that they could go to and ask a question. I am, just for everyone to know, by far not the best photographer there is in, in Haiti, just to put it the small scale. I'm not the best speaker there is in Haiti, and I do not know everything. But one thing I know is when you share information, people tend to listen to you and give you feedback.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: I said, I am not a good looking guy, first of all, so I can't go model. Then I said, one thing is, God. What are you gave talking me- about? You're
0: a fine specimen. <laughs> <laughs>
1: God okay. gave me a mouth. So let's use this mouth to talk to the people. And I have no problem talking in front of people. I have no problem talking to people or stutter conversation. So since I was listening to a lot of podcasts, I said, hey, that's what I need to do. I'm gonna need a, I'm gonna do a podcast worst case scenario that could happen. No one listens to it. I'll keep on doing my podcast. And then grab the mic. My friend of friend David said just use this this, this, borrowed his mic, start doing a few podcasts. And here I am one year and a few months later, number 65 66 coming out next Tuesday. That's how it works. I just wanted to give back, and I started talking about my experience. You know, I do solos when I just talk about different whatever comes to my mind that night that I want to do a podcast. Then I said, let me just contact some people, and let's just talk about photography. That's it. You ask about feedback. I have had some – there's days that you're not happy for whatever reason, and an email pops up and say, hey, I just got into your podcast. I'm in um, episode number five. You're so great, man. Thank you for this. You just said one thing that I never did, and that just changed my whole game. That is the best thing or the best feeling you can get. Just one person write you and say, thank you because you said this, 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 and I agree 100%, and that's it. So one email from me does it every, every time.
0: Every time I totally understand. I totally understand. It's always that one little, you know, they, they they tell you that because again You always think you're speaking into the universe It's just like uh, who was it that was I was speaking to uh, I was listening to I forget It was an interview. It was really interesting. Oh, it was a stand-up comic Um and um, No, it was Chris Rock Chris Rock because uh, he's most he's uh, really soon I, I'm not sure if he's still doing it right now, but he's basically started a new tour and the okay. way he tells me he prepares Uh, he was saying he prepares basically he goes into basically the 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 nightclubs that he used to play at when he was totally unknown and he just Mm -hmm. shows up of course he's chris rock but he shows up with the mindset that there's nobody in the room as in on nights where you will show up on open mic night you will show up and there's just that one guy drinking a beer and just sitting there but (laughs) he's sitting there and he's looking at you so you better Go all in and make that person laugh. So you could be podcasting into the internet, which is a kind of a big place, but you get that one email. You don't think anybody's listening to you? And for some reason you get that one little message on Facebook or that one little pop up on Twitter, dude, good job. Like that episode, love what you do, keep doing it. And you're like, Wow. You're pop. You're like, Yeah. You (laughs) could wrestle an elephant. Oh,
1: I could go (laughs) running, kill, whatever there is. I'm like, I'm pumped at that point. So, yeah, that's what I like about the podcast. You know what I mean? I enjoy doing it because I know I'm saying stuff to people that I wish, a lot of time is stuff I wish I knew beforehand, but Mm -hmm. I had to wait, you know, or, you know, I've bought a lot of seminars. I've been to seminars. And sometimes you pay, for example, for a course on the internet, 20 bucks, 100 bucks. And after three hours in, you're like, I know all of this, but the guy said exactly one small thing. That and you're like, is. Oh my Jesus, what what wait, how come I did not know this?
0: I you needed know? to hear that. I just needed <laughs> to hear it. that one that one exchange, that one comment from this yeah. from this person who obviously knows what they're talking That's about, it. and that yeah. impacted me. That's That's all about sharing. It's all about connecting that one word. You're going to hear and that makes a difference. That's why I always enjoy these connections because that's through all the conversations that we're having. And it's not even about self help or It's not just about photography or entrepreneurship or anything. It's about being people because everybody needs help and we always will need to help the person moving forward. You need to pay it forward. You can't, if you can't pay it back, pay it forward. It sounds cheesy. It sounds philosophical, but I believe in paying it forward. It's like, listen, I wish I knew this just like you said I wish I knew this or somebody had told me this but now that I know let me make it easy for somebody yeah. else exactly. let me try it you know maybe for through a podcast exactly. or for anything for any ventures but how have you um, personally throughout these 65 episodes what has been if at all like how have you you know evolved you know from last year to now not just as a photographer but what has been you know would you say personally your greatest okay have have the rewards Um, basically, you know, offsetted, you know, the setbacks, if you will. Like, what are some of the challenges? What are some of the disappointments? Or has it all been awesome and just great? And it's like, you know, this is just the (laughs) best best thing ever.
1: I wish it was all awesome. That would be great. I would lie and say, yes, everything is awesome. I'm going to tell you the truth. The best thing I would say um, that happened and it's a personal thing and it's one of the first word I told you because of the podcast and what I am doing or how I'm doing it, I have to be disciplined
0: mm-hmm. because
1: why that's the first word I told you earlier besides being crazy. Cause I'm crazy. Um, I have to be accountable for what I said and that's the word you said. I said I was going to put in a podcast every Tuesday starting the first podcast I put out. Now, how am I going to look if I miss a podcast on a Tuesday? I never said I was gonna end the podcast, so I need to put in that podcast on Tuesday. I could be Tuesday, 11 a.m. These guys don't find podcasts. I'll be getting messages like, hey, yo, where's the podcast for today? What what, what are you trying to do? We were waiting for your podcast. So that made me very disciplined, as in it could be a Monday night. I would say Monday night, 10.30, I am sleepy, and I'm like, what, I don't have a podcast for tomorrow? I got to sit down and do that podcast. I don't care what's going to happen. I don't care if I sound sleepy. I'm going to do some push-ups. I'm going to do some jumping jacks and go all in. All right. And we just hit it. You know what I mean? I need to make it
0: happen. That's it. That's one thing I can say
1: made me um, very disciplined on this project. You know what I mean? That's number one. Hard things. It's sometimes I need feedback to get better at something. Where I would say find some themes for the podcast because mm-hmm. I don't want to just talk about anything. I could I, There's a hundred things we could talk about photography-wise, mm-hmm. but I would rather say to the group, hey, guys, what do you guys are struggling with? And um, get a response and then talk about that. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's hard for them to give you that information. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So at that point, sometimes I'm going to like, I, I want to talk about marketing. I do the podcast, but I'm like, uh, is that really what they want to listen to? But when I ask the questions, sometimes they don't answer as fast as I need. Okay. So then I can't do that podcast you know, for Tuesday or I can't back it up and do a podcast that I know they're going to actually enjoy because I don't want to do. I can't have a podcast good today. Then this next two days bad. The next two days bad and just come back again. I need to have something that keeps you listening to my podcast. So I would say the setback is sometimes the feedback are not as quick as I need them. Okay. But not that I don't, I, not that I don't get them. I just I would love for them to be quicker. You know what I mean? Because so you are saying there's
0: a lot of uh, there's a lot of synergy between w- the work and the content that you put out and the, the the audience that you're catering to, basically. Exactly. You need that that synergy, that 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 two way street to happen to get better. Exactly.
1: I need I need to know what you need so I can see how I can provide it to you. Because if not, then I could like I said I could be talking about something that you're not interested in. Mm -hmm. Then you're not going to listen this week. And then I have a 50% 50 change to listen listen to the podcast next week. So these are the little ups and downs, you know, besides people not showing up to to the podcast, you tell them, ah, come on, let's do a podcast Tuesday, Monday at 12. And at 10, they write you and say, I can't come today. Not that I'm going to be late. They're like, no, I can't come today. Or you got to be after the person several times to do one podcast. At some point, I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm not. I, I, it's okay. You don't, you don't have to come to the podcast. I'm just asking you. That's but right. the good thing is, I gotta say, is a lot of people that I told at the beginning I wanted to do a podcast said no, straight up. Some people just say, I don't have time for this. We're good. Oh, okay. Then after, after, you know, podcast number 30, number 40, you know, they call me now, Nick Podcast. Knock, knock, knock,
0: knock, knock, Stefan. There you go. they hey. like, hey,
1: you remember you said you wanted to do a podcast? Uh, I'm free up. now. So here you go. These are the little <laughs> things that I enjoy. I gotta say I laugh about them, but sometimes people tell you no. I'm not saying there's no reason for why they say no, but it's sometimes hard because if I say Olivia would be very good for us to talk about um the first world country type of photography like we spoke about real quick and the podcast and everything and I come up, I'm all excited, I'm like, Oli, let's gonna we're gonna go talk about this and you're like, Nope, not interested. Not like you, you already bringing me down, cause I'm like, oh, okay, all right. I'm not gonna be like boo you, but I'm like, all right, no problem. All right. no problem. It, it sets me back. You know what I mean? So these are the ups and downs of the podcast. Um, but I enjoy it, man. I'm at, for so far there's more positive than negative, so sure. I am still good until you know we switch then it's going to be something different. But so far, so good, man. I've met a lot of people. I've met a lot of crazy people like me. I've met a lot of serious people. And I have a bunch of people more I need to do podcasts with. So it's going to be – It's so far, I don't think I'm going to stop.
0: No, no, I'm unstoppable. Nothing so. but the best because it's a great project. It's a terrific venture. It's definitely its own unique niche because it's unheard of. It's the only podcast doing like that in Haiti. So it's definitely yeah. something that's that's really amazing. It's such, definitely sets you on the map. So i i really hoping that you know you only you know keep going because it's definitely something that has impacted a lot of people. Um if you're just going on Haiti Photo Talk, the Facebook group, just to see all the people that are just waiting to listen for a little advice, because these questions have come up off and on, off and on, off and on, in all photography blogs, all photography podcasts, all photography, it's always the same question that keep coming up, but you never stop because everybody's at the starting point at some point, everybody's ongoing and everybody's been there, so it's all about connecting and helping each other out. Because me, everybody knows this about me, photography wise, I hate talking about gear, but I realize some people (laughs) do find a lot of legitimate importance and truth in gear, so I will be that ear to listen to and okay, fine. What it, so I will consult in certain ways, but you know, really deep down, if you listen to my podcast, you realize I quote unquote never talk about gear because that's that's not what I'm about. But I can't be I can't be that ass that just says like you know why do you want to talk about gear? Gear doesn't matter. It's like no because technically <laughs> speaking, it's a technical field. It's not just artistic, but at the basis, it's technical. So you need to know your gear. But that's Definitely. a conversation for another day. But um, what so um? Have you had any podcasts that like you know have been your favorite? You know like you know some interviewees that you know you're just like wow! I'm so happy I got to do that. Or every is each his own baby in, in his own special way.
1: There's a lot of podcasts. I'm not gonna say I have podcasts that are better than others, as in that I like better than others. But there's podcasts where because of the connection I had with the person and the story there is, it's. To me, I feel good about it. Example, I have a dude that used to do a podcast. I just got back to doing podcasts again. His name is Oividi. Basically, <laughs> it was so funny and at the same time, cool to understand why he was not doing the podcast anymore because I was like, bro, you got to do the podcast. Like, I really don't give a shit what's going on in your life. But then I got into the story and understand what's going on and I could relate at some point. So... Because of the connection, I felt it, you know, all right, I'll give him some time. I'll push him again. I'll push him again to go back. But let me lay low. And, you know, we spoke about different things. That was very funny. And that was very deep at the same time. Same thing happens to me with one of the uh, the podcasts I did. Um, the one I did with Kyle P- 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 Sorry, Kyle was
0: good. Kyle was good. I don't know why. Mm. I, was just, I was so hooked on Kyle's story. It, know, was just like, it was insane.
1: You know what's crazy about that? With him, my podcast was, we're going to talk about social media, because in Haiti, he's the biggest, like, he's making it happen on social media. They even give him awards about that. But when he started giving his story, I was like, to me, whoever's listening to this can take so much information. No car
0: in the radio station at 4 a.m. Here
1: you go. No car. That's what you call real hustling. You know what I mean? That's real hustle right there. So I said, let me just let him talk. If you see, I only pause a few times just to reiterate for some people and say, so you had your mom that actually pushed you. You talked about, you took a decision upon. So I just wanted to make sure people understood what he was saying with the story. But we're supposed to talk about social media. We spent, I think, two minutes talking about social media. So he spent about an hour talking about his life. But the story, not even the person, the story he gave was to me, how I would love to express to other people so I can understand the real part of life. I just said, you know what? Let me just let him talk. Let him run. run. Yeah, I connected with him. And, you know, this is like for another podcast, I would say, because the connection of what he was saying was great. There's was just There's a lot of every podcast has a little something that I like about it. Because, again, the person might have said one thing. And I'm like, that's it. That's what people needed to hear. You know what I mean?
0: No, seriously.
1: seriously. I've never had a bad podcast. I would say I've never I don't think I've ever had like a podcast where I'd be like, ah, nah, nah. So far haven't happened. I talk a lot. So if you're not telling me what <laughs> I what if you're not telling me something good, I, I'll say it or I'll just get I'll ask you so much questions until you give me something. I'll get
0: something out of you. That's it. That's how it works. It's all about making the connection. It's all about the connection because just like you, I enjoy stories. I really enjoy stories because that's oh, yeah. basically that's something that I'm very known for. Sometimes my wife thinks like my wife says like, it's not it's teasing. But at the same time, I know she means it. You take a lot of space <laughs> when I show up in it. I could show up in a room where I know nobody. I will walk out with five or six phone numbers because God, we, we have to connect, we have to have coffee, like, tomorrow, like, give me your number. It's like, are you <laughs> like, you're on Facebook? Like, you know, I'm gonna connect with you on Facebook, that what you're doing is so awesome. Def, but I'm that guy, you know? But but I enjoy stories, you know, I just know about you. Really, you work in a radio station? Really, at two o'clock in the morning, and you go to school? It's like, wow, <laughs> it's like, tell me more. That's but, it. I, I connected, I connected, I connect with so many people like that. Again, there's always that one thing, because we're own. we're all our own little personal snowflake, Everybody has a story to tell, nor any, how random it is. Everybody has a story to tell. That's exactly what
1: my podcast is about. When I started interviewing people, I just said, I don't have any perfect questions. I don't have a list of questions. All I know is you have a story. Let me take it out. Let me make you say your story. That's all I need to do. Once you can tell your story, I'll make it interesting because I know it's interesting for something. Something got to give. So everyone has a story. You just have to tell it. And like just like you i have no problem walking in a room a hundred people and just go all right look. all right you come here how you doing stefan here what do you do and start a conversation what do you do
0: what do you do i don't want to talk about the game i don't want to talk about the nba like listen seriously oh you're a photographer let me see okay oprah's 70th birthday or blue ivy carter's wedding what do you want to shoot (laughs) that's it that's it
1: or beyonce Prego, we could do that.
0: <laughs> so,
1: I'm, I'm as open as that also. Like I told you, that's what I do. I, I really don't, mind.
0: And ask I really don't mind. You have to break the barrier. You have to break the barrier. I think a society just made us too uncomfortable with just being real with each other.
1: It's not that, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you what the trick is, um, unfortunately, for the generation after us. I don't know if you are hooked in video games these days, or do you still play video games?
0: Yeah, I'll do a little bit, a little bit.
1: Okay. Do you remember Nintendo, Super Nintendo? There's a. I hope you played this Contra.
0: Sure. Ah, <laughs> Okay.
1: What happened in Contra? You used to play by yourself, and then there was two players, who we were a team, right? Exactly. Okay. Now, if you check out any video game, you have to be connected to the internet. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Most of like, PlayStation Four, you have to be on the internet, or it's not gonna work properly. Mm-hmm. All the campaigns in the on the game or solo campaigns. Okay, unless you go play online with other people where you actually make a team. Mm -hmm. But most of the time, they make you play how? By yourself. And that is the problem that we're having in society right now. Isolation. Exactly. They isolate you so much because I'm not going to lie to you. I play PlayStation sometimes. I remember like last year, I went to a friend's house at 9 a.m. starting to play. It was 9. I was still playing by myself. To tell you how crazy that is. So they make you isolate yourself so much that once you get to a party or you get a, I don't know, you go to Starbucks and you like see someone in the line, you are even scared to say hi to that person and just start a conversation, which would be the normal thing. Cause you're here to get some coffee. I'm here to get some coffee. I could just go up and say, Hey, how are you doing? man? good. What are you having today? A latte?
0: You're oh, like,
1: right. nah, I don't like latte. I have the, and then we start a conversation, but because really? they I've never isolating... tried them. Well, here you go. <laughs> if you, if you go ahead and, always have that mentality of playing solo then you can't network and if you want to get into business switching real great you have to network if you don't network it's not going to work because it's who you know and who knows you also at the same time to me they say it's actually who knows you but if you don't know the right contacts to get Mm -hmm. what you need you won't get it and if people don't know who you are to get your service for you to make some money you ain't making no money either so if you don't know how to network you are doomed. Or if you don't know how to network, get an get an associate or a friend that is good at networking and that's the only way you're gonna make it.
0: There you go. Know your strengths. Know your strengths. It's perfectly okay to actually be in a position, of, okay. I'm not a good networking, like you know, I'm bored at the service, I'm more behind the scenes, and that's okay. Some of the best partners, some of the best businesses work like that. Some people don't wanna be, you know, making oh, a yeah. connection, like, you know, brushing shoulders. And some people are extremely good at that. That's totally my environment. That's totally my environment. I enjoy that seriously but you need to you know know the difference between you know putting your energy in the right place and just wasting your time there you go that's definitely something man man wow i've been like i'm having so much fun here i'm having so much fun it's crazy we're already at the top of the hour Stefan. i'm so i'm just like so jazzed up right now it's crazy that's it wow. you know what's funny
1: to me i'm i am um, the other day someone told me they said you need to have someone actually do a podcast with you i'm like that's what i do it's like no 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 you need to have someone come in and ask you questions i'm like oh but well, that's going to be fun for the person because I'm be <laughs> talking a lot. <laughs> I, I got to
0: take it. But I enjoy seconds. it. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Seriously. Seriously. It's a, it's, so it's, it's today amazing. I'm good. Like, I'm a,
1: I'm, it's It's. It's. what? It's what no, 10 or my time? It's 10. No, I got time. I so got I got time.
0: That's man. what I'm, I'm saying. What I'm pumped saying. up. I'm, I'm good. I'm pumped up. I'm pumped up. For in the entire... So, okay. So, we've done... So, we're being... So, you're the photographer. You're an entrepreneur. You're handling a your business. You're doing your little podcast thing. You know, you're just a very successful podcast, by the way. And now, you know, you're also a teacher. Now you're launching workshops. Now you're yes, lending the and for like you know you're you're lending a helping hand, you know. You and where did that come from? Was it like people that were asking you, or they were like, okay, I need to, you know, just branch out, you know, let try to connect close with people. Tell me the story behind that. You know,
1: I'm gonna have to take you back. That's all I do. I gotta take you back. I gotta take you back. So back in the DR, just to go back just a little quick. My first job was teaching English. You know, young guy in the DR needed some money, had a girlfriend at that point, living alone. I needed some cash, so I started teaching English. When I got into the call center world, like I told you, every year or every other year, I was getting a raise. So I went from, um, I was doing sales on the phone, Mm -hmm. then I did customer service. Then I went to QA for quality. Then from quality, I spent about a year and a half or two doing, um, I trained, and I enjoyed the training before I went to recruitment. That I enjoyed again and then that's when I, I said that's not done
0: nice So
1: okay. for the training is a part that I still love and I enjoy it and that's why I love listening to podcasts because I I feel like I'm understanding and I see myself giving out the information podcast is the same thing it's like me teaching but I don't have people in front of me so this year as you know with the platform the platform is not only for me I I am giving the platform of the podcast to anyone that wants to do it. One thing I know these guys wanted was a workshop, because you know everyone has a photographer they follow and they do a uh, workshop, but it's in the United States, it's in London, that's too far, they can't do it. So I had a good friend of mine come in um, from Orlando, very great, great photographer. It's the artist, you can check Mm -hmm. him out. Um, He gave his first podcast. It was about lighting, it was about shooting, models and everything, great and also retouching, which I hate, that went well. (laughs) But here's my only problem. Right now in Haiti, everyone I know that is doing uh, photography is because I would say 50% is because they like it. 50% is because they can make some money out of it. But they're not doing it the right way, meaning they would say, nah, I don't know how to look for clients. I don't know how to market myself. And when they're saying that, I feel something inside of me that's like, Stefan, that's what you do in your own business. Give it out. Just... Go ahead and do your own workshop. I've been saying I wanted to do a workshop. And the other day, I was just sitting home and I'm like, you know what? You've been saying you wanted to do a workshop. Just do the goddamn workshop, all right? Again, I to tell you the truth. I don't care if one person shows up. I will give all my information to that one person. But I know anyone that comes to this workshop is going to come out as being a better person. They're going to be a better photographer. And definitely business-wise, they will know a lot of stuff that not even in the college they will teach you because I've learned the hard way. I have the hard way all right so there's a lot of little stuff because it's on branding marketing and sales and that's what you need you can do crappy pictures I've seen guys do crappy pictures but because they know how to brand themselves, they know about marketing and they know how to sell the crappy pictures they're making money the difference
0: the difference really relies and I've learned this just as you have I've learned this in my own practice I'm in my own in my own photography that normally price is not the deciding factor and it's all how you position yourself, how you uh-huh. present yourself to the client and how you secure the deal. It's all about negotiation and conversation. It's all about how you connect and that's what's going to make you the difference. A lot of people don't understand the difference between how to properly position yourself. And I'd like you to speak a little bit more on that. How, cause again, I've heard you speak a lot about, um, how you will not basically how somebody will, you will, will, you know, price is not where you're going to get the client, but definitely, on personality and negotiation and the the art of the deal. So speak about that.
1: I, I, they say I'm cocky, but I am, I am betting on it again, a hundred percent. Any photographers that come up to me, we have one client in front of us. We all, let's say we each have 10 to 20 minutes to speak to that client, to sell our service. I am 99.99% sure I will get that client upon you because of my personality. Because when I come in, you know who's in. Stefan is in the house. Again, I'm a loud person. I'm going to tell the client everything they want to hear. I'm going to ask them questions. No photographer ever asks them. Why? Because they're usually scared of asking questions. They think that the client comes in and you know the client how they come up. They just say, hey, yeah. what's your price? That's it. They want to know what your price is. What's so, hey, price? what's your price? And that's not how it works you know what I mean you have to lure into it you have to talk to the person and the one thing I have learned is you have to make sure that that client is a good client for you because oh. if it's not a good client for you it's not gonna work
0: how dare you oh, you, yeah. would no. you would turn I down a no. client you would turn down a client
1: yes I said no to a girl the other day because I felt like I was gonna I was gonna mess up and I, actually she's from Canada I hope she's not listening to this <laughs> She's coming from Canada. She's going to have her wedding here. I had, it was through someone. And um, there's a few things you know the client is not for you. Well, I'll give you the story later on, you know, in case you're listening sure, to sure, this. Sure. But you need to know if the client is your type of client. If it's that, that's what you want to do. Because... I'm not going to do something I'm not going to enjoy, especially everyone is a bridezilla, for example, for wedding. Everyone is a
0: bridezilla. Everyone's a bridezilla.
1: Um, at some point, you get mad or things happen, and your job as a photographer, people think that your job, for example, as a wedding, is to photograph. No, your job is to fix their problems. If it rains, they don't care you have a 5D Mark 7 or you, I don't know, have the best camera. It's raining. What are we going to do, Stefan? uh you i can't be like um we i can't shoot no that's not their problem figure it out make your shots they don't care if they said the wedding is at four bright light at four it started at six thirty. it's pitch black now they don't care if you can't shoot in low light all they want is their pictures so yeah. your job is to fix problems but going back again you need to know who your clients are because you need to speak to them you need to ask them questions figure out what they need and decide if you can fix that problem or their need it. If you can't have or meet their needs, then that's not your clients. That's it, that's the way it works. And if they can't pay you for what you're worth, this is the main problem cl- um, I said photographer has. We don't know what our worth is at some point when you're new, then if the person say, you say I, I shoot for example 500, the client says I have 200, they will say yes. Just because they don't know what they're worth and by experience the client that tries to negotiate with you on your price is your worst client your worst client most of the time i can say 90 percent of the time every time i decided you know what i'll give you a discount that has been the worst client i've ever had because they want they like you want to give them a hand and they want the whole arm or your whole body that's what they want
0: can I launch on a personal story? It's so crazy. Go ahead. And this is how, just like you, I've balanced both the corporate life and the photography life. In both the corporate life, because I've had many hats, and just like you, I've done training, I've done sales, I've done account management, I've done I've done a lot of things. And one one I had a businessman toward the time, one of the company I worked for, and he was a so guy, just like you, a guy really smart. I really looked up to him. And he told me to my face, like, Uri. One of the biggest things, like, you know, I can't, and this is, this is in his own words, I can't give you the keys to the castle because you're not shark enough. In no words, they're also telling me that, you know, I'm such a nice guy. At a certain point in my life, I was very naive. And then at some point, so <laughs> clients would basically, like, you know, have a leg up on, me. you know, it was like, you know, well, I refuse to do this. Like, and they were like, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But it took, okay. you know, that humble pie for me to understand that it's not about being mean. It's about, you know, if the client is right, definitely if the kind they're in, in their own right to complain or, you know, in this line of negotiation, everybody has their position. But at the same time, you're allowed to actually come Like I they say in our good career, Lages, OK, so I had to learn that to transition that into my photography as well. Like, listen, my price is this you're allowed to actually go shop around but listen my price is this you're not an ass Au contraire, you're pushing forward the fact that listen he is a photographer it's not about the price it's about dignity it's about respect and it's about ethics like listen you knew my price what my price was before coming in so we're not going to be negotiating on price here we're not on the same platform we're done understand if price is your deciding factor then you're you can walk away and that's totally fine and that's okay you stood your ground because again it's also about your your reputation. So right now so um have you done the, the workshop on branding yet or not or not no, yet?
1: Not yet. That's on the 3rd 20 23rd, Sunday twenty third of this month.
0: It's going to be awesome. That's going to be awesome. Fun. So are you fully booked yet or is I, or like
1: Not yet. I have a few spots left. Now okay. because of that I'm thinking on changing the venue to somewhere a little bit bigger. Okay. But I don't want I want to keep it small. I want to have 15 people In my workshop that's it that way i know i can focus my time with each and every one of them because i know i'm going to do a nice q a Mm -hmm. and it's going to take me about an hour to do that because i want to go through i want to everyone to show me their logo everyone to show me their package how they give it to the client what it looks like how it's laid out is it understandable because i've seen package and i'm like uh what what is this book I said a package. Where is the package? Like it doesn't say as simple like A, B, C, three prices and what it does. It's just like a bunch of things. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. What is all of that? I'm all confused. So I wanna go through all of that with them. Show them and I told the people I'm gonna show them exactly, you know, where I get my USBs, why where I do my um I have shirts, weddings, I use black shirt with in Photography, and mm-hmm. it's baptism. I use a white shirt with the same thing. I wanna show them everything. I don't mind showing them everything, just for them to know there's a way to do
0: it. And is there in your is opinion, there? um like again still talking about not just okay business there's always going to be competition but is there because unfortunately in in haiti i'm just saying this because i know my compatriots this uh you know crab mentality where everybody tries to pull each other down or are you seeing positive collaboration are you causing causal communication or you know or is is it basically a 50 50 type of mentality like people don't want to give themselves out or people don't want to put their stuff out or they don't want to collaborate or they don't want to share What's been your feeling so far?
1: I am pitching collaboration 100% that's what I'm trying to do and that's why I teach that's why I do the podcast. I would say it's 5050. I have a group of guys that I would say they're the mo- they're the one that most like share comments on my podcast or go to the photo trips or come to the workshops. So I know it's on solid you know we're, it's a good group. Now they are embracing as a group working together or working with different people which is good, but some others, they're scared of giving you, like I would ask them straight up, you want me to give you an answer? How much did you charge for a wedding? Every night, ah, you know I'm not at your level. I'm like, you don't know what my level is. I'm asking you how much do you, because I can't actually tell you, depending on your price, and if you explain to me what your client is, if you're too low or too high. But some people will not give you that information because first of all, they're scared. Second of all, they don't want you to, I, There's a mentality of you're gonna take my client, which is always there as photographers because of the competition. Wow, okay. Yeah, it works like that. But um, like I said, I am praising anyone that wants to collaborate because that's the only way we're gonna go through together. That's the only way we can work out together. A lot of people are saying new photographers or some photographers or how they say the word is in Creole in my head, but they are like killing the business. If you wanna go to word for word, they're killing the business because they are not asking for the good amount of money here's what i'm saying back to it if we're doing if we're doing i'm doing a lot of kids party these days right just to let you know you're a photographer i'm a photographer i am charging 300 bucks for a kid's party you come in you're charging 150 bucks that's half what i'm doing i would say your photo and my photo are more or less at the same level when you look at mine you look at yours we are we're on the same level i'm okay with that here's the thing if you don't know that you are charging for four hours like i am charging for four hours then our price doesn't compete there because there are rules to do things there are rules the rule is i'm going to charge an amount of money which is for four hours of shoot and that what i'm giving i'm only giving for example digital Digital um, files. I'm not giving you prints. If it's prints, it's a hundred dollar more. If you want uh, an album, that's two hundred dollar more. If you want big prints with whatever, it's an amount. Everything of. is an add-on. Exactly. These guys don't know that what you're really selling to your client as a photographer and everyone that actually working, what you are selling is time. That is what you're doing. You're not selling your photography knowledge. You're not selling your gear. You're not selling your creativity. You are selling your goddamn time. That's the only thing that you have and that I have 24 hours a day. Now, if you decide to give four hours for 150 bucks, I decide to give four hours for 300 bucks, we need to figure out why am I giving 300? You're getting 150. There you go. So if they don't know, it's because we have to put the base as four hours, then we're never going to be together because this guy might be doing 150 for two hours. Wow. If he, gets, if he goes to four, then we, we're... At, Three hundred, just like I am at four hundred. So these are the base that I want to work with the guys that they need to understand. Mm-hmm. It's four hours for um, it's four hours for kids party. It's a minimum of eight hours, for example, for uh, a wedding, depending on what you're doing. You know what I mean, and depending on the type of wedding. And if it's a baptism, it's two location, meaning you have to go to the church and then to the person's house or the venue wherever is. There is a charge for this. A charge you cannot this. be the same charge because you got to move around. That's where my workshop comes in, because they need to understand that. And that is why I'm saying people are saying they're killing the business. The thing is, they don't know. They don't know. People don't. They think, need to they know. know. If you don't know, you can't. You can't charge. The other day I asked a guy. I said, How much are you are you paying your internet for your clients? He's like, I don't pay internet for my clients. I'm like. Okay, question. Do you have internet at your house? Yes. How much do you pay? 55 bucks. Very good. Uh, When you write an email to your client, what internet are you using? My house internet. Great. When you upload your photos to Dropbox or everything to send to that client, where do you do it? At my house. So what internet are you using? My house internet. Great. So are you actually using that money? That's an expense. I'm not saying you're going to take the whole 55 bucks, but you have to take part of that. There is an offset. He's like, oh, I never thought about that.
0: There's an like, offset. There is an and offset. So and these
1: are the things they don't know that I want to teach to them because at that point, how the competition I rather it for you, Oli's doing a thousand bucks on a wedding. Stefani is doing a thousand bucks on a wedding. Here's how we're going to compete sit down with the client. Let's talk to her or him together, see who gets the contract. Look at my photos, look at Oli's photos, and decide which one is actually the style that you want to go for. That I, that's good competition for me.
0: Because everybody wants the deal, it. obviously. But I know.
1: But if it's if everyone goes and says a client, it's a thousand bucks for a wedding. Now all they have to do is look at your photos. Then our competition is my photos better be goddamn better than yours, and that's where that's good competition. Where go. I need to like. When someone looks at my photo, they gotta be like, wow. And they look at all these, they're like, oh, wow. I'm like, shit, I gotta get, I
0: better better step it up because I'm losing clients. You gotta step it up. And it's not just in photography, it's in any facet of your life. If you wanna stand out, you better put in time and the work and be willing to actually go out and hustle. You need to push hard and you need to actually be able to stand out. And price is not always where you're gonna value. And me, it took me a lot of trial and error just to complete what you're saying. You know you talked about time which I believe is one, is the one resource that everybody has that you can't get back you can make more money you can drink more water you can buy new clothes you can replenish anything you can sell your house buy a new one you can crash your car buy a new one not a problem but time you don't get back me I That's always right. see it because this is very personal to me every gig I take every time I spend at the office every you know every band I go shoot every time I go take a contract I always look at okay you are basically paying me to spend time away from my kids Here you go. you're paying me not to be sleeping you know by my wife's side and waking up you know you're paying me to take up a lot of hours editing your photos so you let aside what you're paying me for but my work better be worth that it's not a monetary value for me it's an intrinsic emotional psychological value you're, you can't pay me enough but it better be worth my time and it's exactly. not that's what it is it's not being cocky. It's being very realistic about where you're at. I don't want you to give away all your tricks on this one podcast, dude, because you're actually <laughs> making me want to buy a ticket and come to Haiti down to the, the workshop, it's crazy.
1: Hey, I'm <laughs> an open book, man. I am an open book. Anyone that knows me, like these guys came in, the first workshop I did with um it's the artist, these guys came in to pay and we started talking photography, you know how we are. We started talking, I swear to God, I spent an hour talking to these dudes and I was like, wait, guys, what, 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 you gotta pay me for my time like why am i giving you all these tips and you are know, not paying me? we started smiling about it laughed about it but i'm like i'm an open book man if i know something i rather give it to you now you know it just i just want to make sure you apply it you know what i mean you if, if you apply it it makes you a hundred bucks more i am happy for you man you just got a hundred bucks else, more multiply apply it that's it Good so for you. i have no problem i have no problem people because what I want is whoever has more knowledge than me, when they find me, say, hey, Steph, this, 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 I see you do, do, do this, this, this with the podcast. How about you try to do this? It might get better you. I try, it goes better, I'm gonna call you right back. I'm like, yo, Oli, remember when you said you need to do this, I did that? Yo, I have 100,000 followers now, I have people calling me to this, 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 just because you said one thing. So, if I can help you out with one simple thing that I say, why not, man? I'm not it's not gonna kill me not to tell you.
0: So you truly value the 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 return on investment in just like you making that one difference for that one person. That's all That's it is. It.
1: That's that yo, you said what word you said the other day um, earlier. Can't remember, but I was gonna tell you. Instead of saying that, you need to say vibes. What is it you said? Can't remember what you said. I was gonna say, but we were talking. Okay. I like oh, the only thing the only thing I think and which is true is that positive attracts positive and that's why you will find me always smiling and always talking and you will not find me i would you would never call me up and say how are you doing i'm like i'm bad man uh, no i might be now. dying i might be dying i'll be like you am great bro how about yourself how are the projects i'll just put you in the good mood because positive attract positive if I, if I can give you the good vibe about whatever it is we're talking about and you go spread it then I'm happy there you go you're happy the next person you spoke to is happy and if that person does the same thing then that next person's gonna happy it's a chain it's be, that's it's it a we're chain. All happy.
0: it's a chain reaction spread the positive instead of the toxicity man you know? man man I I can't thank you enough man for your time because I know it's we're pushing it a little bit but dude <laughs> I can't thank you enough but Always. again with everybody that's experienced this great conversation I had so much fun thank you so much man But as always, I I always like to, you know, just throw it out to the guests, just like uh, any words of wisdom, not just photography related, because we're all about the awesome here. Any words of encouragement, positivity, how we can build yourself up, push forward. Dude, the floor is yours. Anything you want to sign off with? I would
1: say, try to get, like, find something you like and go after it. Just be motivated about it, be disciplined about it. And if it doesn't go well, keep pushing through or just find something else and go through it, man. There's no other way. And always give good vibes. Like, No more, I'm not feeling good, I don't wanna do this. Good vibes all the way. Even though you are dying for whatever reason, you're not feeling good, find a positive thing and you'll see. The day will go out great. You'll be happy. Everyone will be happy, like, just like we were saying. And then it's going to roll out. It's going to come back to you. That happiness, that good thing, it's going to come back to you. man. That's it. Be positive, people. Happy, as always. Abby. Like
0: we Happy. Happy. <laughs> Definitely, I will definitely link all your contacts on the interwebs. He is uh, Stéphane Bazin on all over on the... Anyway, you just you just Google Stéphane Bazin. He's the only one anyway. But it was gonna be Bazin Photography on Instagram as Bazin, and I'll be sure to link all your all your existing platforms and everything <laughs> all over the interweb. Just as long as I polish this, you know, and down the drop. road, I'll definitely be able to publish this uh, as soon as I can. But, uh, dude, thank you so much for your time and insight and wisdom. We'll definitely have you back again because it's been so much okay. fun. Because, again, you have so many things to share. You got so many things. There's, I've made a long list of, like, show notes that stuff I <laughs> want to talk about. But if we do this, we'll be here until tomorrow morning. I know myself. I know. So, what we I need got- to do
1: is the next podcast, we need to take, okay, we're going to talk about two things, Oli and Steph. <laughs> <laughs> two things. We're not coming out of those two things.
0: It's do? synergic. It's synergic. <laughs> like, you know, it's this. It, it will happen, and I really don't mind. Like, it's, it's my house. It's my house. I do it's my podcast it's my podcast but again okay I'm repeating myself but Stefan thanks again man and until the oh next God, time stay awesome and definitely dude we'll definitely see you down the pipeline I will be in Port-au-Prince I'm waiting at the end of the month so at some point I do have a few family engagement, but cafe soup cassava whatever <laughs> you gotta it. do something <laughs> hit me up hit me up I'll make the time hit
1: me
0: up man man Dude, stay safe, stay sane, and we'll definitely keep in touch, man. Thanks so much for your time.